and you're listening to Pharmaceutical Calculations, a podcast about tips, tricks, and strategies for solving pharmaceutical calculations. This episode was originally broadcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy. Welcome to another episode of the Pharmaceutical Calculations Solve Along. In this session, I'm going to show you how to solve percentage strength calculation questions where you have the volume and volume type examples, right? So in the past two sessions, we took a look at percentage strength calculations where you had the weight and volume. And then we also looked at percentage strength calculations where you had the weight and weight. So if you need a refresher on those two concepts, just check the links. I'll put those in the description and then I'll link them in the cards as well. But today we want to also take a look at the type of percentage strength calculation which involve volume and volume. So here your solute is a liquid and your solvent is also a liquid. So let's get right into the very first question. And now here the question says, each tablespoon of a syrup contains 1.75 milliliters of the active ingredient. What is the percentage concentration, volume and volume of active ingredient in the syrup? So here, what we actually want to do is just quickly analyze the question and then we can begin to solve it. So the first thing we need to take note of is remind ourselves of the definition of percentage strength, volume and volume. Now, the precise definition is some quantity in milliliters in 100 milliliters. So that's the actual definition. Now, it's important to remember this because we'll use it throughout all the six questions that we'll be looking at in this session. So the way it works is we need to first identify what our solute is, which is um, in this instance, the 1.75 milliliters of active ingredient. And we also need to understand what the total quantity of the preparation is that we are interested in. For this question, we are interested in the volume in one tablespoon. So the first thing we need to do is recall the conversion from tablespoon to milliliters. And as a reminder, one tablespoon is equivalent to 15 milliliters. So now that we've identified these two important components, then we can set up a ratio. And the ratio is always going to be the solute, which in this instance is 1.75 milliliters divided by the total quantity of the preparation. So what that would look like here is actually you have 1.75 milliliters divided by 15 milliliters. So this 15 milliliters once again is from the tablespoon. Now that we have this ratio, we can set up a proportion. And this time, our goal here is actually to make use of the definition of percentage strength, volume and volume. So we need to figure out how many milliliters is in 100 milliliters. Now, once we solve for X, which is our unknown, that actually gives us the percentage strength. So we can go ahead and do the math. So X is going to be equal to 1.75 milliliters times 100 milliliters divided by 15 milliliters. We can have some of the milliliters cancelled out in the numerator and denominator. And when we do the math, it gives us 11.67% volume by volume. All right. So this is more of the simple type that you are likely to see where you can clearly identify what the active ingredient is. In this instance, we have the volume given us directly, and we can clearly tell from the question what the total quantity is. Sometimes it's not that obvious, and we'll see examples like that, right? So this is how you would approach a question of this nature. Always, we ultimately want to make use of our understanding of the percentage strength definition for volume and volume, which is some quantity in milliliters in a hundred milliliters. All right, so let's take a look at the next question. 
So the question says, how many liters of liniment can be prepared from three pounds of dimethyl sulfoxide with specific gravity 1.1 if the veterinary liniment contains 45% volume by volume of dimethyl sulfoxide? So this is fairly similar to the previous question. The only layer complexity here is we being the amount of solute. First of all, we'll be given the amount of solute and the solute this time is in a mass quantity. But notice we are operating in volume by volume. So we need to do something to this quantity to get it into volume. And also there's a key phrase that we really want to be particular about. It says can be prepared from. Now this phrase is important because it would influence the location of this particular quantity in your proportion. Now once we do it, you see exactly what I'm talking about. So we start off by dealing with the three pounds. And the goal here is to convert it into the volume quantity. So first of all, because specific gravity is basically density without units or density normalized the density of water, if we multiply this 1.1 by the density of water, that gives us the density of diameter of oxide. So it will be the same value, but we have units. And so what we are going to do is, because it's grams per milliliter, we want to first convert the pounds to grams. So one pound is basically 454 four grams. So the pounds cancel out and then we can actually basically, let's just cancel out the pounds. Let's go step by step so I don't confuse anybody. So now we have the actual quantity in grams and that would translate to about 1362 grams. So this three pounds is basically 1362 grams, but that still doesn't help us. We need to get this gram quantity into milliliters because we will still be making use of the understanding some quantity milliliters in 100 ml. And this definition will be using to interpret what the 45% volume by volume actually means in a little bit. So we still need to convert this grams quantity to volume quantity in milliliters. Now the way we do that is to make use of the density relationship. We can recall that density is equal to mass over volume. But notice we are interested in the volume. So let's say volume, which is V, is going to be equal to the mass over the density. So we're going to take this 1362 grams, divide that by the density. Now the trick here is we take the specific gravity, 1.1. We multiply that by the density of water, which is one gram per milliliter, and we end up with 1.1 grams per milliliter. So the grams cancel out, and the value that we should get is 1238.18 milliliters. So what does this mean? What this actually means is this three pounds of dimethyl sulfoxide is equivalent to 1238.18 milliliters. Now, what do we do with this value? This is now our solute for our total preparation. So we need to take some guidance from the 45% volume by volume. And what that means is for every 45 milliliters of dimethyl sulfoxide, that's what you will need to make a 100 milliliter preparation of your liniment. That's the ultimate concentration. Now, what it is, is we actually start off with 1238.18 milliliters as our solute. So how much can we actually use that to prepare? How much liniment can be prepared from 1238.18 milliliters? Now, I need to stress this because the reason it's important is whenever you see can be prepared from, that kind of points you to the idea that the value that you have there should be your solute or will be in the numerator in this instance. 
So now let's go ahead and solve for x, which would be our total preparation. So x is going to be equal to 100 milliliters times 1238.18 milliliters divided by 45 milliliters. So the milliliters can cancel out. And now we can find what x would be after doing the math. And that should give us approximately 2751.5 milliliters. Now we don't stop here because the question is asking for how many liters, all right? So we need to convert the milliliters to liters. And the way we do that is to take the conversion factor that a thousand milliliters is one liter. And so the milliliters cancel out and you end up with 2.75 liters. So there are a few things that we need to just summarize and emphasize. Key thing is key phrases such as can be prepared from, okay? This points to the notion that what you're actually given is your solute. And so when it comes time to set up the proportion, as in we did right here, then you need to notice that that quantity goes in the numerator because that represents the amount of solute that you have of, in this instance, dimethyl sulfoxide. The other thing that we have to draw our experience upon is convert the pounds to a volume quantity. And we have to do it through two steps. First, convert pounds to grams and then make use of the density or specific gravity to get it into milliliters. All right, so this information is quite pertinent and then um, you end up with your answer to be 2.75 liters. So now let's take a look at another question. Some of the questions get tricky as you go along, so just so you can prepare yourself mentally for that. All right, this question says cyclosporin, which is basically Gengraf capsules, contain a dispersion of 25 milligrams of cyclosporin in a hydroalcoholic vehicle. Now, the labeled content of absolute alcohol content is 12.8% volume by volume. That's equivalent to 10.1% weight by volume. From these data, calculate the specific gravity of absolute alcohol. Now, this is a very interesting question, all right? And so, it's important that you have some idea how you approach these type of questions. What you want to go off on is the information or the data that has been provided here. The 12.8% volume by volume and then the 10.1% volume by volume. So, how are these two related and how does specific gravity come into the picture? Let me share with you some very nifty equations you want to use and also you may want to keep that stenciled in your mind and that is percentage weight and volume may be expressed as being equal to percentage volume in volume times the specific gravity now this is very powerful equation and that will help us find what the specific gravity is very very quickly so we just substitute the values into this equation so here we have 10.1 and that is based on this value the 10.1 percent weight by volume and then for the percent volume by volume we have 12.8 and we multiply that by specific gravity so if you know the equation this is something you can do in under let's say 30 seconds probably if you are very fast but the important thing is to understand this relationship and keep that stenciled in your mind so we can go ahead and solve for specific gravity and specific gravity now will be equal to 10.1 divided by 12.8 and so that gives us 0.79 Alright, so once again, just repeat, this percentage weight and volume is equal to percentage volume and volume times specific gravity, okay? And once you know that equation, this question becomes fairly easy to solve. Okay, let's keep going. We have about three more to go, and that should be enough examples to give you some idea of what to expect in the exam, and so that you are very comfortable solving these questions. This question says, a lotion vehicle contains 15% volume, volume of glycerin. 
how many milliliters of glycerin should be used in preparing five gallons of the lotion. So this time around, we're actually looking for our solute to prepare a total quantity. A total quantity is five gallons. That's what we want to make. So how much glycerin? What's the amount of solute that we need to ensure that we have this concentration, which is 15%. Now, since the definition of percentage volume is some quantity in milliliters in 100 milliliters, then the first thing that we want to do just to make the math easy or easier is to convert the gallons to milliliters. So for five gallons, we can use the conversion that one gallon is essentially 37.85 milliliters. And so this gives us approximately 18,925 milliliters. All right, so that's the total volume that we want to make. And so now we want to basically make use of the percentage concentration. We will set up the ratio, create a proportion, and then solve for our unknown, which would be our solute. Now, what that would look like is for 15%, it implies there are 15 milliliters of glycerin in every 100 milliliters of preparation. And so now, how many milliliters will be needed to prepare 18,925 milliliters? So we can go ahead and solve for X, which is our unknown. X equals 15 milliliters times 18,925 milliliters divided by 100 milliliters. And that is going to be equal to 2,838.75 milliliters. All right, so just giving you some variety and flavor of the different ways you can meet some of these questions. Let's take a look at the last part one question, the penultimate question for this session. And the question says, iodine tincture consists of 2% weight by volume of iodine and 2.4% weight by volume of sodium iodide in 47% volume by volume ethyl alcohol solution. Now, how many milliliters of ethyl alcohol will be contained in the pint bottle of iodine tincture? So now, the first thing we want to do is, in analyzing the question, we need to actually determine there are so many percentages. Which of these percentages is pertinent for our solution? Because we have the 2%, we have the 2.4, and we have the 47% volume in volume. Now, since we are interested in the volume or milliliters of ethyl alcohol, then the focus is on the 47% volume by volume. So that's where we want to make use of that information, the 47% volume by volume. That's what we need for this calculation. Now, once again, for percentage strength, volume in volume is some quantity in milliliters in 100 milliliters. And so a useful thing to start off with is to convert the pint, which is actually the quantity that we want to make, to milliliters. Now, one pint is essentially 473 milliliters. All right, so the other thing that comes to the fore is these conversion factors are things that we have to have stenciled in our minds. We need to memorize them so that when we need to call upon them, they are readily at our fingertips. All right, so now that we've determined the total, we can basically interpret what the 47% volume by volume means and then set it up as a ratio. So 47% implies you have 47 milliliters of ethyl alcohol in 100 milliliters of the iodine tincture. So we can go ahead and set up a proportion. How many milliliters of ethyl alcohol would then be present in pint, which is actually 473 milliliters? All right, so we go ahead and solve for X, which is our unknown, and X is going to be equal to 47 milliliters times 473 milliliters divided by 100, and that is essentially 22.31 milliliters.
So these cancel out. And then we have our answer 222.31 milliliters. All right, so we are almost done. We can wrap it up with the last question, which is the sixth question for this session. And it's a little bit different in how we structured, but the principles are the same, although there's a slight complexity with this question. So just pay close attention. And for those of you who have stuck around to the end, you've been troopers and I'm sure you benefit from this particular question as well. So here we have this prescription. You have methadone, HCL, you have tetracaine, and then you have ethanol, 95%. So just pay attention to this component because that's basically what we are going to focus on. Uh, we have the less and isopropyl palmitate solution, pleuronics. And the question is, what is the final key phrase here? Final percent strength of ethanol in this formulation. All right, so it told us you have ethanol, 95%, and you have 2.5 milliliters of that component. So the first thing we need to understand is how much ethanol is actually in that 2.5 milliliters. Because what you have is a 95% volume by volume concentration. It's not 100% ethanol. So we're going to take the 95%, and that will mean that you have 95 milliliters of ethanol in the 100 ml of ethanol 95% solution. And then we need to figure out how many milliliters of ethanol actually present in the 2.5 milliliters that was used. So that's an important distinction. You want to really do that, otherwise your answer will be off. So we go ahead and solve for X here. Now X is going to be equal to 95 milliliters times 2.5 milliliters divided by 100 milliliters. The milliliters cancel out and that gives you 2.375 milliliters. Now this 2.375 is the actual amount of ethanol. Now, since all of the ethanol in this prescription is coming from the ethanol 95%, then it means this 2.375 is also the amount of ethanol present in the 60 milliliter preparation. Okay, so that's important. So now we're going to take this 2.375 milliliters, and that's what is present in the 60 milliliters. So it's like we set up a ratio, and then now we can go ahead and do a proportion where we need to determine how many milliliters is present in 100 ml. So the right-hand side of the proportion, which is this portion, is actually what enables us to determine the final percent strength. Because this portion is the real definition of percentage strength, volume, and volume. So when we solve for Y, whatever that value is, will be our percentage strength our final percentage strength of ethanol. So we can go ahead and do that. So for Y, Y equals 2.375 milliliters times 100 milliliters divided by 60 milliliters. And that is going to be equal to 3.96%. So, we just looked at six very classic examples of percentage strength, volume in volume um, calculation examples. And I just encourage you to maybe go through this video one more time, look at those carefully and strategically selected examples, understand them so that you become very proficient in these type of computations. Because you need to know this if you're in pharmacy school at any point in time. You're going to see it on your exam and also on your board exam and even when you practice as a pharmacist. Thank you for listening to today's episode from RX Calculations. You can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy or as articles on our website at rxcalculations.com. If you have any questions on any pharmaceutical calculations topic or you would like to suggest future topics, you can post them on our pharmaceutical calculations forum, website or YouTube channel. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Thanks for listening to today's episode and enjoy life.